Welcome to the Team of a Lifetime show. This podcast is all about helping you propel your team's performance to an extraordinary level. I'm Sally Love, your host of the Team of a Lifetime show. Tune in as my expert guests and I tackle the tough challenges teams have to overcome to achieve success. You'll get insight, powerful proven practices, and the inspiration you need to lead effectively, build an amazing team culture, and deliver results that people didn't even believe were possible. Let's get started. Today's guest has successfully delivered program management, risk advisory, and dispute resolution services in the capital projects industry for over 20 years. His firm is providing real-time data analytics to owners and construction contractors so that capital project leaders can make informed decisions and deliver better outcomes with less risk and minimal disputes. He's CEO of Smart PM Technologies, whose platform and process is currently being deployed by over a thousand active projects worldwide. He's a really sharp guy, and he's my good friend, Mike Pink. Welcome to the show, Mike. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Sally. Happy to be here. I am looking forward to our conversation. This is going to be such an interesting topic. So you are passionate about helping leaders use data analytics to make more informed decisions on their capital projects. Now, when I look at that, I think that Data analytics is a highly specialized field. So I'd love to know, how did you get into that and why? Well, um, it's kind of an interesting story. I'll first start by telling you that it wasn't part of my plan. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I went to school uh, at Georgia Tech and I got a degree in industrial engineering, uh, which is generally the, the type of engineering where you're assisting people and adding efficiencies to processes and systems and that sort of thing. And my original thought when I was going to school at tech was that I was going to get into supply chain or logistics or some sort of consulting uh, unrelated to construction, but more related to business processes and that sort of thing. Um, but the job I ended up taking right out of school was at KPMG uh, up in New York City and they had looked at my resume, and while I was in college, I was working for a contractor part-time, um, helping their project managers, you know, basically running around, doing things for them, just taking things off their plate and, you know, getting paid decent money for that. And it became pretty much the only thing I had on my resume next to my degree. Uh, so the combination of those two things made me an attractive, um, you know, potential consultant at KPMG because they had a construction solutions group. Um, so I met with them and they told me, you know, they were looking for engineers who knew how to analyze construction data and had understanding of the construction process. And, you know, I just sort of was, um, I was at the right place at the right time and uh, really was looking at it more as an opportunity to get into other things if I didn't really like what I was doing. Uh, so I, that that was my entry into this industry was, it was sort of uh, appealing, but you know, it was an opportunity in the city I come from and uh, for a big company and it's a good job offer. And I, I took it and I realized pretty quickly that, you know, most of my job was to make sense of construction projects that had failed, not because the companies were looking to get better, but it was because they were looking to um, essentially understand what happened. Uh, and the reason they were doing that was to argue, uh, argue over who caused what problems and who owes who what. 
uh, in the dispute world. So that got me and, you know, I took my skill set and understanding processes and breakdowns and processes and using data to get there through my education, but now applying that to construction on projects that had essentially failed. Um, so having done that over and over and over, I got a real good understanding on how do you take construction data on a project you've never, ever been a part of, and how do you become the person who knows more about that job than anybody else, and all you have is a bunch of boxes of information or you know, some data sets from some computers, and your job is to become the smartest man in the room. So that's how I got into it. And, you know, why was because, you know, it was, it was interesting to me. And it was just, like I said, right place at the right time. That is fascinating. I didn't know that. And so having observed and analyzed all these failed projects, what would you say are the biggest adverse impacts of not having data analytics to make informed decisions? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it became pretty clear to me that generally speaking, projects ended up in that place because nobody was really understanding them. Like the, the project was too big for them to comprehend. You know, if you think about construction, you've got project managers and you've got supers and you've got all these people working on the site, you know, studying the jobs, managing resources, managing progress. And at the end of the day, it just seemed as though nobody could really take all of that standing there working on the jobs day by day and know truly at any given point in time, what are the most important things to be doing? What are the challenges that exist today that are going to have a, you know, a long-term cost or, or schedule effect on the job and do it with certainty? Um, so yeah, all you saw, all I saw in these forensic analyses were um, decisions that they were making that weren't necessarily good ones, um, or, or at least weren't they were making decisions on who to manage, how many people they needed, and what, what, where to put people. And it, you know, they were loosely using a schedule file to do that and their experience to do that. But what they never really did was do it with some sort of quantitative measure on, you know, does, what does this really mean? Uh, and is this really what I should be doing, um, given you know, this is much bigger than the human brain could even actually comprehend? You know, some of the things that I talk to people about these days is you know, for them to think day in and day out that you can walk outside of your trailer and you can look at this, you know, large project with hundreds of people running around and equipment everywhere and materials everywhere. If you really think that you can do the math in your head every single day to know exactly where to place these people to manage to a budget and a, and a timeline with certainty, you're kind of fooling yourself. And that's really the big thing that I finally really understand now is a lot of people are really overconfident in their abilities to do that. And they're, they continue to see terrible statistics on overruns and delays. But to me, it's all about not actually seeing the forest through the trees. Um, you've got too much going on and you don't really have a, a gauge, so to speak. And that's pretty much what I saw happening on most of the projects I've ever been involved in. Well, and it makes sense what you're saying. How could the human brain process all that information on these large projects, even on small projects? Right. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think that what, what you'll see is houses and that sort of thing, even they have the same issues. But generally speaking, when somebody's built enough houses enough times, they, they sort of memorized it. But you don't get that same sort of understanding on, you know, we're commercial jobs, right? Most of them are, you know, first time 
building this particular thing in this particular location with this particular design and these particular subs over this particular time frame with this particular budget, it's just not, it's not repeatable, never is. And every single job has its own story of what the impacts are. And, you know, it's not repeatable. It's generally a new situation every time. So you have to understand in this situation, the things that I need to keep a handle on to make good decisions is going to change. It's not the same thing as last time. So that's really what we see out there. People maybe believing they know a little bit more than they do and can, you know, understand a little bit more than they can, but really the data shows that it, it doesn't really work. So, Mike, in all my work over the past many, many years in this industry, I have actually encountered some leaders who resisted data analytics. When they were presented with data analytics, they seemed to have the philosophy of don't confuse me with the facts. And the first time I encountered it, it was really astonishing because I thought, well, wouldn't they want this? But they didn't. And what I saw happening to their teams, it was absolutely maddening to their teams. And it led to a toxic culture. Have Mm -hmm. you encountered anything like that? Or what kind of barriers and resistance do you and your team typically help people through? Well, yeah, I think one of the things that the industry suffers most from is two things. One is ignorance is bliss. They don't want to know what they don't want to know, right? They they feel like construction's hard and it isn't a perfect science. And they've been doing this over and over and over. And every single project seems to result in the same problems, delays and overruns. And you know, it's it's created a an environment of stress and fear. And you know, like I said before, you know, this industry has ridiculous levels of stress, which is even created a a culture of suicide. I mean, it's got some of the highest suicide rate of any industry out there. And yeah, a lot of times they don't want to know. You know, there's a lot of arguments. I mean, people don't want to tell anybody bad news. You know, the project managers and the supers are very highly competent, highly capable people. But, you know, because of the issue of not truly understanding everything, you know, at any moment's notice, you know, bad decisions are made and nobody wants to admit it. Nobody wants to say it's my fault. Um, Nobody wants to bring down morale because morale's down far enough on these jobs, particularly because they're not really ever making a ton of money. And they're always given, they're always handed an impossible task usually to get done on a, a budget that's been competitively bid for a duration that they probably shouldn't have agreed to. So yeah, it's, I, I see that all the time. And um, yeah, I, I view this industry as one that prefers to manage with blinders on and contingency budgets than, you know, real facts, because there's a, there's a lot of conflict going on, you know, between the owner and the contractors, you know, the contractors are losing money on the, on the actual management of the job. It's taking longer than they budgeted for. And on the flip side, the owners are losing revenue, right? And uh, it's sort of driving them apart. And nobody wants to have that conversation. Nobody wants to accept blame. There's so many different reasons for different issues happening. And there's such an ability in this industry to sort of point the finger. So that's what they do. It makes their lives easier in a, in a hard enough life as it is. So yeah, I've seen that all over the place. And generally, there's also a whole nother piece to the equation that nobody really wants to admit that they can't do something, 
right? They don't want to sit there and say, yeah, well, I, I would do data analytics, but I don't get it. Instead of saying, you know what, let's learn this thing because it makes sense. Generally, people just want to continue doing what they know and trying their hardest and not changing. I would say change management a, a very difficult issue in construction, particularly because everybody's spread out, right? So to be able to deploy a change in a construction company is not easy. It's not like everybody's sitting under the same roof here. You know, there's the corporate office and then there's like projects all over the place with their own cultures. And it's really hard to get them all on the same page, you know, deploying these new mechanisms and, you know, to a point where it's almost frustrating. So they, they sort of avoid it. Yeah, I, I can see that for sure. It's interesting that that you've encountered that because I, and you probably encounter it every day. But for me, when I encountered people saying, you know, I'd just rather stay ignorant. Don't confuse me with that. It was a real eye opener for me. Yeah. And it, it's not, it's interesting because I don't think that they think they're being ignorant. There's also a culture of optimism uh, and it needs to be that way, right? Yeah. The people that get involved in construction, if they weren't optimistic people, I don't know what the industry would look like. Um, exactly. Yes. So that optimism is what drives these things to completion through some of the worst conditions you could possibly imagine, you know, with how, you know, budgets and timelines and being isolated and having a lot of arguments all the time and a lot of pressure to get things done. I mean, it, that environment is hard. So you would see, you know, a lot of people to be successful in construction management, you have to be optimistic. But over-optimism to me is one of the biggest killers of construction. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, what I think of there is most of us who chose construction and project management, we have a high level of confidence that we can get the job done and we mm -hmm. love a challenge. So somebody puts a challenge in front of us and we say, yeah, I can do that. Sure. I'll make it happen. Um, even, even amongst all the things that change every single day, it's, it, it is part of a problem solving thing. But at the same time, there's also history that just is, you know, one of those things where you continue to try and try and try, but it always seems like the same thing happens. So some might say that budget and schedule certainty isn't even possible on capital projects, but I'm guessing that you don't buy into that mindset. Is that right? That's correct. I, I, um, I realized a while ago that I think that that there is a way to get to a place where you can study your data enough to know, to see the forest through the trees and to make good decisions time and time again. You know, every project starts with a, a start date and every story starts to unfold. The problem is that people aren't understanding all the parts and pieces to that story and how they are all interrelated and how you can take that data and understand, having looked at it in this particular situation, as well as looking at it in multiple different projects and, and sort of pulling that all together to start to really understand how do you take that information and how do you create a world of certainty with it? You know, we've actually achieved it. So having done that even manually as an analyst, looking at many different projects for different companies, you, you really start to see what the common pitfalls are. Uh, but, you know, every single person out there doesn't have the luxury of that because you know most project managers and supers keep all that data in their head it's their experience 
but no company has the ability to pull all of that information together in some wild computer system to be able to see what does all of this really mean as it relates to my business and my projects and what are the common issues that are impacting us you know, what are the decisions that are being made that are causing problems, like with certainty? Part of that issue is embedded in the schedule file, which is usually too voluminous to understand. But all of that data, you know, if you think of each project by project, all of that data in a schedule file is telling you a lot of different things. It's telling you what all needs to get done, in what order, how does everything interrelate, and what does it all cost, right? And, and how, does, how do the things that are happening impact the timeline and the cost? And then really look at that in many different places across many different jobs is really what teaches you to see what, what the things you can't usually see are as it relates to performance and risk. And that's really what sort of knowledge you need to have to be able to get to certainty in construction. So what are some of the positive outcomes and success stories, if you will, that you're witnessing when leaders use the smart PM data analytics to make better decisions? Well, first of all, they, they actually understand what's going on, right? You know, normally most companies with, with their site teams out on their projects, you know, they have their opinions and their biased opinions at that. And then, you know, nobody's ever um, admitting as many problems as there usually are. Uh, so what we give is a lot of visibility to leadership to see the projects for what they are, not just what am I hearing from the teams and what is my gut telling me? But what is the data saying and, and, and how can I use that information to have meaningful conversations? So that's number one. Uh, the other thing that we do is we, we, we bring the scheduled data to a point where people can actually converse over it. You know, one thing that's for sure is just looking at a schedule and understanding, you know, what that thing's really telling you visually is what people are accustomed to trying to do. But there's so much embedded data in that data set that we bring it to a level that speaks in different terms, like about performance, about delays, about quality of the schedule, about changes being made and that resulting in compression and what sort of feasibility do we see of this project end date and what's going to be driving that end date. Normally, that would take a lot of time and some expertise to be able to do it uh, to a point where most companies don't have that access until it's too late. That's when they hire consultants like me. Uh, but now we give them to that in real time, but in terms that they get, not just a Gantt chart, right? Not just some massive activities with logic and here's what the end date says and here's how long that duration was versus what it was supposed to be. I mean, that's really the most you can get out of just looking at those schedules. But what we do is we bring it to a level where people can communicate it and people can see the writing on the wall and people can, you know, it's almost to a point where, you know, you would think that it would cause arguments. But at the end of the day, the one thing that sits in between, you know, whether it's the, the, the corporate office or project controls and the site teams or the owner and the contractor is now information that can't be argued, right? Because right now on most of these jobs, if you're not doing analytics, like good analytics that are accurate and, 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 and proven, all you have is opinions and those opinions are arguable. And until you slap something in the middle of it says, hey, the data says this, you're just going to go round and round and round. And I think that that's what's been going on in the industry for quite some time. So what kind of project results are you seeing people get as a result of using these data analytics? Some people, you know, they get done quicker. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of our customers have quantified 
that they're actually making more money on their jobs. It's not about minimizing the overruns. It's actually about shortening the time frame to get done because they can now see what's going on and they can, you know, have real conversations and say, here, here's what we need to do. Um, and I'm experienced at the corporate level. And I know you're sitting here on the project level, but I'm the guy who understands the business side of things and the relationship with the owner. There's less disputes. There's more collaboration. There's better outcomes is what we're seeing. And that's, to me, the mission of what Smart PM was all about was the fact that I kept seeing people end up in this place uh, where at the end of the job, everybody's sort of upset, stressed, emotional, arguing. The dollars are lost. You know, the decisions have been made and now they're recouping what they can. And that's changed. Our goal is to minimize disputes, um, get some certainty on what does this information mean in real time so that, you know, the powers that be could understand how to make better decisions along the way based on what the data actually says. And yeah, what we've seen is better relationships with the owner and the contractor, more collaboration. We've seen some people happy that they're actually making better decisions and that they're not arguing. Uh, we're seeing the, the people on the site feeling like they don't have to work late and work weekends just to kick save everything. And yeah, I'm, I've been really happy. Uh, and, and the best thing to hear is when, when some of our clients are saying that you put money on our bottom line for us. And, and that was just something that is just an add-on benefit. You're also impacting those team members' lives because, like you said, if they're having to work late nights and they're having to work every weekend and, and then the project is a failure and they feel beat up, I mean, that's not a good place to be. So good for you. I, I don't know if you're looking at it that way, but I know you're also impacting people's lives. Yeah, we've heard that too. <laughs> you know, some of the people... Yeah, we, we work with our customers. We, we want to learn about their experience, the users, the buyers. A lot of the users will say, yeah, I don't have to work weekends anymore. I can go home and you know, play with my, my dog or I can go be with my family and I don't have to. You know, the analysis that would have taken me hours is taking me seconds and I know what to do now to a point where there's a lot less stress. You know, the other things that we're, we're hearing out there is you know, there's also some, some indirect benefit a better management that we can provide by giving people the ability to manage, you know, construction has some, you know, they're, they're responsible for a lot of the uh, pollution issues going on out there. Some people say that it's, it's part of, it's 50% of the, the responsibility for climactic change, 40% of worldwide energy usage, 23% of air pollution is by the construction industry. So there's also, you know, an environmental benefit by better management. Um, and then we also go to, you know, less people being injured because there's not too much scrambling going on. And, you know, we all know that these injuries can cause lifelong issues, mental health issues and that sort of thing. So, yeah, we're hearing all of these things. And, you know, I personally believe through my journey here that all of it's related. All of it's related to, you know, people not having clarity on what the, the forest through the trees mentality of Knowing everything that's going on and all the issues that are affecting timeline and budget has this just ridiculous effect on everything else. And, and yeah, we're hearing it all. So for a project leader or corporate leader who's thinking, I could use some more data analytics. I'd, I'd love to have greater insight into what's happening. What actions can those leaders take to get started on this path? Well, I think the first thing that they need to do is, is, is agree that 
there's a problem and really want to get to the center of that problem. But there's also, they have to agree that it's not just going to happen overnight. It's not a flip of a switch. And then all of a sudden problems are fixed. I mean, they, they have to make sure that they have good data to be studied and they, they have to fix some of the issues internally. For instance, a lot of the customers that we work with, they realized that they couldn't schedule at all. Like they, they thought they could, they, they have the programs to do it, but they didn't realize that the people didn't actually even understand CPM scheduling to begin with. Um, so we have training programs for them. Um, so what we normally do is we, we meet with our customers, we, we diagnose their business and really understand some of the, you know, strings to pull on early on to get them ready. Uh, and then there's the other ones that actually do have good processes in place. They just don't have visibility. And usually those are easier to get up and running. But again, you know, the, the issue is that they need to be willing to improve and they need to be um, ready to take a step in that direction and ready to, you know, know that it's going to, it is a change. It's a change for the better, but you got to be ready to, you know, work with us here to make it happen. And we've proven over and over and over, it's not that invasive. Uh, but yeah, a lot of times the change management issue is probably the biggest issues that we deal with. So for those leaders, it's, I guess I would put it that it's about pursuing excellence rather than investing in damage control like they've been doing yeah, in the past, ab- right? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's being willing to know that there, there is technology out there that this industry is changing and it's all about augmented technology, speeding up processes, giving access to information, taking that information and understanding it for what it is and allowing computers to do a lot of the work. Um, and not being willing to do that is pretty much saying, I don't like the change. Yeah, for sure. Mike, our time together is coming to a close. What is one final piece of wisdom or encouragement that you would pass along to a project leader who's listening to our conversation today? Uh, what I would like to pass along is this, that you know, there's a lot of data in construction and the people who generally focus on cost are looking at something that's a lagging indicator, meaning you're, you're going to time and time again be surprised at you know, why the cost overruns are happening. You'll see that they're happening too late and all the problems were you know, happening much, much earlier. You just weren't able to see them. Uh, the, only issue, the, the number one thing that I would like everybody to know is the data set you need to be studying is the scheduled data. The reason that that's important with or without SmartPM, if you're doing it yourselves with, a, with an analyst um, or your schedulers or your project controls team, or you're doing it manually, that data is the best data in construction. That's the data that I learned from my career where I kept going. You know, I told you early on, my job was to become the smartest person in the room regarding a project I never lived on. Uh, I was never a part of, but yet I needed to show up and understand that project more than anybody else in the room with certainty to support our clients through those difficult times. And what I found was it's the scheduled data that if you know how to study that data, you'll understand all the problems before they become cost issues. And the reason that that's the case is because it's the only data set in construction that takes all of the things that need to happen and all the parties involved and puts it into one place and ties it together with logic. And that logic sits in, in between everything to tell you, you know, if you pull this string, this is what happens. 
you know, it shows you how everything's interrelated. And, and the fact of the matter is, until you understand a construction project in one complete full system, you're not going to understand much. And that's what I'd like everybody to realize is that's the only data set that allows you to do it. And if you don't understand that data set, you're not going to understand much. That's terrific. Thank you so much. And thank you, Mike, for being on the show today. As I said, I was really looking forward to this. This has been a great conversation and such an interesting topic. Yeah, I really appreciate it as well. I was looking forward to it as well. And I, as always, love and enjoy talking with you and, and talking, talking shop here. So I enjoyed it. As we get ready to wrap up today's episode, I'd like to ask you to do something for me. If you found this episode valuable, will you share it? That would mean so much to me. You can share this episode from whatever platform you're listening on today, or you can simply direct people to visit sallyloveinspires.com slash podcast. And be sure to subscribe to the Team of a Lifetime podcast too, so that you can continue to get insight, real life application, and the inspiration you need for transforming your team into the Team of a Lifetime. Thank you for joining me today. I'll be back with a new episode soon.